0: here we go my name is todd
1: this is kathy
0: welcome back to another episode of zen parenting radio this is podcast number 587 why listen to zen parenting radio because you'll feel outstanding and always remember our motto what's our motto sweetie
1: the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding
0: on today's show we have three very special guests one is my daughter, our daughter. Actually, it's ours. You had something to do with it. I did. Uh, J.C. Adams, who is 17, going to be 18 at the end of March. And then two of J.C.'s friends, Grace McKinney. Grace, how old are you?
2: I'm 17.
0: And Edgar Gonzalez. I'm 17. 17. So you guys are all 17. Yeah. Yes. Are you going to turn 18 first? Yes. Okay. Sweetie, explain why we have these three amazing young people on our podcast.
1: Well, they, first of all, you and I are sharing a microphone, and this is going to be hard. Because I feel like I need to push. Oh, good, you kind of move back. Push you out of the way a little bit. So, what we wanted to do today is we wanted to give these three the floor um, to share their experiences with coming out and their experience in the LGBTQ community. So, JC identifies as. Okay grace identifies as bisexual and edgar identifies as gay so there we go so just to be clear yeah. we're talking about lgbtq but we're just really talking about sexuality exactly. today yeah we're not mm-hmm. even though grace you have some you have a transgender brother correct yes, i do yes um yeah so you can bring that experience to this exactly. conversation
2: yeah because even like as someone in the community like i'd have a lot of understanding but it's important like having friends and family, and yeah.
1: Exactly. So we, even though we're going to focus specifically on sexuality, anything you want to bring to the gender question is important too. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't understand, and if you guys want to explain this, I don't have to, the difference between sexuality and gender.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Does someone want to take that? to do it?
2: Do you want to do it? <laughs> go ahead, I, Grace. I
1: wouldn't be good at it.
2: You um, go ahead. Well, I'd say sexuality is, I kind of just base it on like, who you're sexually attracted to and who you love and then gender is basically like what you um identify as like or um like i mean gender is a social construct but like indifference to sex like sex would be who you would who like you're like you're attracted b- to well sex like who you bio- biologically like you're like, that's like science. So, you're like, talking about
1: like gender yes, sex. Yes. Yes. Oh, the, I so, see. you are assigned to sex at birth. Right. But you may not feel that yeah, that is your you actual identity. As that and gender is that.
3: Yeah. I see. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: the reason why I wanted Grace to explain that and to go over that first is because sometimes in the world of parents, there is a misunderstanding of that. Right. So, mm-hmm. today we're going to focus as much as possible on your sexuality experiences, your coming out experiences. We have all sorts of questions for you. So, why don't we start with this? And we'll start with you, J.C. Okay. How old were you when you questioned your sexuality?
3: Um, I was in, mm. actually, the first time I thought about it, I was in seventh grade, so I was about 13. Um, but the first time I knew was 14, when I was in eighth grade.
2: Yeah. Grace? Um, So I recently started seriously questioning it, probably about two years ago. But since, because my before I knew my brother was trans, um, he identified as a girl and was attracted to girls and he was gay. So I um, was kind of like used to like hearing about it because my family is pretty open to it and they would have conversations about it. So I kind of just like thought it was normal for me to be like attracted to everyone because Mm -hmm. he was. So I was kind of just like, oh, I thought it was like normal. And then um, once I started like, once it became, like, a topic with, like, my friends and everything, I was, like, oh, I'm kind of just attracted to girls, too, and um, I didn't really feel the need to, like, come out, come out, because, um, I don't know, I just didn't really feel the need to until recently when I first started, like, really wanted to experience, um, like, relationships with women, and yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, Grace, before we move to Edgar, can you explain the difference between bisexuality and pansexuality?
2: Um so pansexuality i think i'm i am familiar with it but i know that um you're kind of just attracted to anyone of any um gender anyone of any um, sexuality. sexuality and then yeah. bisexuality is you're attracted to um
3: man or woman. Yeah people who yes. identify as a yeah. a female or male. Yeah, So more the binary. Yeah, yeah. like if you're pan you would if someone was trans, you'd be attracted to them. Or if someone was um, like, or if someone was non-binary, yeah. but more bi is like, you're a man, you're a woman. Yeah, got it, Yeah, okay. exactly.
4: Edgar. So uh, I was in sixth grade. Well, I kind of always knew that mm-hmm. I was gay, but like I never paid attention. Like I never like cared mm-hmm. until I was in sixth grade. And that's when I knew. So when you say you always knew,
0: like as early as you remember, you just knew that you Yeah, I gay? just like,
4: I never was attracted to girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, and so the next obvious question, at least for me, is coming out. Um, we'll, we'll we'll keep the same rotation. So, JC, was it hard for you to come out, and can you talk about that experience?
3: Um, it definitely was difficult. It was definitely a difficult thing to do. I, um, For about two years, I, like, wrestled with the idea of it, and slowly through, I think it was the end of, no, the summer going into my junior year, it got really bad where I was like, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do it today. I'll do, you know, because I feel like throughout the process, you're like, oh, I don't need to tell them. And then once you come to the realization, you're like, I need to tell someone, it gets definitely a lot more. Um, pressurizing and scary, so I, um yeah, I came out through a note. I <laughs> remember giving it. Yeah, <laughs> I gave my parents and I set it on their like side table, and then I left for a weekend <laughs> trip. And oh. I and it was funny because I actually never, I forgot I even wrote it. Like it was some, it was something people would be like, oh, that's like a monumental moment. Like I had been going through it for so long that I was like okay yeah I just did it but it's just been in my head for so long it didn't feel like a big deal so I said it on their like on their thing and I left for a weekend trip and then in the middle of it they're like we just got your note," know, and I was like oh yeah I gave that to him um and you know we're excited to see you and I did not want to come home I was like I don't want to do this like it's just an uncomfortable not that I was scared but it was just an uncomfortable situation. And most kids, I feel like, not most, but for me, the idea of coming out's like not the best. It's like the worst. Like you, you just want to be who you are without having to question it and not without having to explain yourself. So that was definitely the harder part about talking about it. But once I did, it was better than before
1: well what was so interesting is that and you're saying them as if it's not us uh, yeah, we're the you. parents Hello. by the way JC's <laughs> our daughter um what was interesting is when you were young you and this had nothing to do with sexuality when JC would be struggling with something if it was like something she felt bad about or ashamed she would write me a note instead mm-hmm. or like put it in a notebook and leave it for me because yeah. she didn't want to like look me in the eye and say something because she said reactions my, are
3: difficult for yes me.
1: you're like and again you you you'd say to me you'd say i just don't want to see that look on your face and yeah. i'd be like what look on my face like yeah. thinking i was handling it so well but it doesn't matter even if i internally am handling it well it's just your it, you know yeah. it's whatever you're experiencing i have to mm. i have to listen so she left the note and exactly what you said we texted you and we're like come home and we can talk and I was about like, this i want
3: to stay <laughs> yeah
1: and we went to panera
0: well and out of all the uh, parenting tricks that you do sweetie that whole notebook thing like this has nothing to do with gay or not gay for One tool to put in your parenting toolbox is if there's something heavy that your kids want to share and they just don't have the capacity for whatever reason to tell you face-to-face, that notebook thing is really, I think, a really clever way of creating the space for our kids to be forthcoming, whether it's about being gay or they broke the window and they didn't want to tell anybody about it. So I just wanted to give kudos to you. And who would have thunk that that's how JC decided to come out?
1: Well, she kind of came up with it. Do you know what I mean? Like kudos to her. Yeah. I mean, we just kind of went along with it. Um, But I also want to say there was something else I was going to say about that. Oh, so after your coming out experience, Mm -hmm. and again, we'll get I want to make sure everybody gets a chance to talk. But did you feel once you were done, like the letter that you sent your friends and then you told us, did you feel good in that because i know a lot of people's experiences in coming out afterwards there's a whole process of not feeling accepted mm. did you feel like now everybody knows i can be myself i feel good
3: um it was i definitely felt accepted they were these two especially were incredible edgar was super helpful i remember and i told you he didn't believe me It's like no i don't think so <laughs> is I that true like- edgar
4: yeah it's because there is this I, thing that people do um and then <laughs> I thought it was the lyrics of a song, and when she was oh, doing yeah. it, I thought she was playing with me.
3: <laughs> it was like surprise, <laughs> um, but I felt very accepted. I was definitely um, very lucky to have that. It was, it wasn't. Most people don't come out because they're scared of rejection, and that wasn't the problem. It was more interior. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want to, you know, admit it. Um, but yeah, it and was. Did you great. get judged
0: by anybody outside friend group? Yeah. Or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, I did. And how did you deal with that?
3: Um, I, you know, thought about it a lot and I knew that true friends wouldn't judge me and that if they were still, you know, and it was uncomfortable for those people too, which I understand because they're not familiar with people who identify in that particular way. But, um, it was definitely, it was definitely sad, but, um, I knew that I, you know, the true friends wouldn't look at me that way. Grace's turn. Um, so... Basically, uh, when I didn't
2: come out until probably like maybe like five months ago, and I'm actually really thankful um, because I grew, obviously, I grew up in like family where we were super comfortable talking about it because my brother already came out like twice already. And mm-hmm. um, I just, I don't know, I just felt like I didn't really need to because I just, as JC said, I didn't want to have to explain myself or I feel like it should just be something that it's like kind of like I I just don't want to like come out about it because then I feel like it's something like oh it's completely true and I have to follow it and I have to be that way Mm -hmm. when really like I personally believe that sexuality is fluid Mm -hmm. and I think that um it like it changes all the time for me sometimes I'm more attracted to guys sometimes I'm more attracted to girls Mm -hmm. and I just it was hard for me to come out to be like concrete about it but um as someone that's bi I haven't really faced like really true homophobia because i feel like um as a woman like you probably have experienced this too Mm -hmm. being attracted to girls it's kind of sexualized a lot by especially like men Mm -hmm. and um so i feel like i didn't really face a lot of like homophobia in response but i definitely got a lot of guys that like said like gross things Mm -hmm. which sucks but yeah um yeah
0: Leave it to the guys to screw
4: things up.
2: Oh yeah. Speaking of guys,
4: Edgar, what was your coming Eight. out story? So the recent, because there was a reason I came out. I was, I had a thing with this guy at that time, and then every time I would go out with him, I would be like, I would be scared that my family like would find out. So one day I was just like, I'm tired of like living like this. Mm-hmm. So I just told my mom, and after my, I told my mom, she was like, Are you sure? I was like, Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, it was, it took her like a whole week. To like mm-hmm. accept it, yeah, and then, after her, I told my sisters, and then, after them, I just didn't care anymore, so I just like, if people found out, I wouldn't care, mm-hmm. like,
0: yeah, and you're are you Mexican are you latino what is, what's your heritage
4: I' Mexican <laughs> and is that
0: a, is your culture has that played a role good or bad in regards to you coming out
4: um both I mean. Okay, so one of my family members is lesbian, and I remember one of my uncles was telling her, oh, don't worry, it's, like, gonna go away, it's, and then, like, you're gonna, like, cure it or something like that. And I never told him, because he's my uncle, so I never told him, but, like, I think, like, after some time, he ended up, like, accepting it. And, mm-hmm. yeah, Yeah.
0: So, um, I have a judgment about this. Do you think Edgar's path is going to be harder than your guys's path because you guys are girls and Edgar's a boy.
3: Um yeah, I do. I think I think men don't have as much room to be emotionally vulnerable and that way girls I feel like are definitely, you know, we grew up to and we're allowed to be emotional to, with everybody and I feel like with men it's like a lot harder especially if they identify in the queer community. So yeah.
1: So Edgar, do you feel like since coming out that you have been able to maintain friendships with guys who are straight as well as guys who are gay or has that been difficult
4: well i don't really talk to straight guys (laughs) because i don't know i just like i feel like there's no connection yeah so that's why like since i was little i was always be hanging out with my girlfriends Mm -hmm. and then there's not a lot of gay guys in my school so yeah so yeah and then they want Girl, their art. We that. don't really talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's
1: my question, though. We we live in a suburb outside of Chicago because a lot of people who listen to this show do not live in this area. They live all over the country and all over the world. And do you like? Do you feel Edgar that the guys at your high school really aren't gay, or that they're not w- because there there have to be statistically, mm-hmm. you know, guys in your class who are gay but just haven't. Either come out or identify oh, yeah. themselves that way. Oh, you wait, guys that, know that, oh, right? Yeah,
4: yeah, I do believe that.
0: Yeah. So, um, just best guess, like, how many people at our at your high school girls have come out versus boys? I would assume there's a lot more girls that have come out than boys.
2: Definitely disproportionately, like,
3: mm-hmm.
2: girls have probably came out a lot. Like, there's probably a lot more of them, and they, or they probably have come out as bi. Yeah, and just say that as yeah. like a cover i guess but there's definitely less guys probably like i like
3: five maybe that's like generous
2: that that have come out and are open about it but there's definitely more yeah. that just aren't
1: out
3: or they're just scared too yeah which makes sense
1: but so on that note being scared to or having people come out or not come out and I think I know the answer to this from JC already, but I'd like you to tell your story. Mm. Who, besides obviously these two friends who have been so wonderful to you, who helped you with this process? Because I know I know that there were some YouTubers that you found really influential. Like, where did you go to find support for what you were experiencing?
3: Well, first, um my Maddie. Maddie is very important. She Who's came, Maddie? Maddie's my cousin. She came out um Oh, later. I think she came out when she was like 22 or maybe 21. I don't remember. But we kind of like witnessed her coming out story because she started dating. We were kind of
1: there when she was going to come out yeah. to my sister, you know, because my sister is her mom. And yeah. we like wanted to remove ourselves really quick because we're like, um, oh, I this think we we'll a big in a decision. moment. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I know. I mean, it wasn't decision. It was a big moment for her because I bet, you know, she had been scared the whole time. She's a very reserved person and um, is that type of way. But we like we saw her do it, and it was a really big deal for me because I was in that um, kind of you know hard contemplated stage where I was like, all right, I got to do it sometime soon. And she was one of the first people I told. I told yeah, I told my sister and family friends, and then her like three or four months before anyone else, and then like just didn't talk about it. So she was really influential. Um, yeah, a lot of YouTubers were really helpful for me. Actually, I don't particular names like their YouTuber couple channels so they would like do girlfriend tags or they do oh I'd watch those too you know what I mean like there's um a lot of them are broken up now which is like you know not great for people who are looking for people now but their names were like Allie and Stevie I watched uh Cammie and Shannon or Shannon and Fletcher um and they're just this particular people there's so many people that you can watch but they were really Helpful for me as well because they, you know, their content was just based upon that, and they're all young, like they were all under the age of 25 um, when they were making these videos. So, and I remember you
1: telling me that they just seemed so like confident about it. It's kind of like the way that Grace was saying, they just it wasn't an, an, an issue, this just <clears> was, yeah. And so, you were like, the, you know, it's so simple,
3: yeah. I wasn't like they weren't explaining themselves, they were just kind of telling their story and like their um how they met each other and it was it like wasn't about them being gay it was about how like anyone else it was like how they met and it wasn't how they had to overcome challenges like how every other you know either movie or television show is about if there's like a gay or lesbian story so it was kind of just they are and there wasn't much questioning
1: yeah, JC and I over the holidays we were discussing the difference between how Shits Creek creek handled um sexuality as far as like there was really no issue with David and Patrick like there were no issue there was like one episode about Patrick's parents but for the most part them being a couple was not an issue. Yeah, like they
2: didn't come out or anything. No. It was just like okay, it just cool. is. And the
1: whole town was fine with it versus something like this holiday season there was happiest a season. Yeah, yeah, happiest season, the Kristen Stewart. Um, it was like a, you know, a story about two women who are in love and they go home and it's this big issue with the family and it, it <laughs> felt a little outdated. Did yeah. Did you guys see that too? Yeah. No. Yeah. I think
3: I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah it was
1: good. I love Kristen Stewart, but it just was, it felt a little old.
3: And like, I just feel like why does every story need to be like so dramatic and then at the end they can finally be together like why can't it just be like they're together exactly. period like yeah right honestly like it's um, not that hard
0: and just as as long as we're talking to jc who's our daughter um from my perspective you know just kind of to educate the listeners from my perspective when kathy read me the note because i was working i was in minnesota and she's like i got a note to read just so she read it and i'm like oh Ugh. like first of all i was very surprised. I had no idea. Did you, Jace, uh, sweetie? It, not really, because she had been kind of
1: just started dating boys, or I thought. Maybe oh, they were more girl, friends. Girl, bye.
3: <laughs> bye, bye, bye. We so, dated the same guy. Yes. <laughs> I mean, so the we assumption... We and Grace had the same taste of men. Here did you, you really? Know. Yeah, we did. <laughs>
1: so my assumption was just by watching um, that that was just... It, you know, we didn't really... I mean, we talked about her relationships, but she never had said that she was questioning her sexuality. So, yes, I guess I would say I was surprised, too. But I wasn't surprised in like a, oh, no, what are we going to do way. It wasn't that.
0: Mine was I was surprised. And then we met at Panera the next day. She drove home from Wisconsin. Like, let's talk about this. And then by the next day after that, I like forgot about it. Like, honestly, Same. and I'm, I'm proud of that, that I forgot about it. Now, the one thing I have to kind of own is if I had a son, I feel like I, I I grew up in this culture and, you know, guy culture is tougher when it comes to gay than girls. Mm-hmm. And I I think I would have, I'm embarrassed to say this, so I need to say that to you all right now, but I think I would have struggled a little bit more, not because I would have loved that, my son, any less. It's just I feel like my son's road towards being whomever he wanted to be would be much more challenged than my daughters
1: Mm. which i will say all lives inside of you for
0: sure like that's your
1: work like and and i'm and i'm being clear about that because of the way that todd said that he's making it sound as if that's a truth that Mm. it would be harder for for boys than it is for girls but really it may be harder for men who are fathers Mm. to work through that in themselves because to what J.C. was saying before about the permission to have a a different experience than what you would call the man box, Mm. which is you have to act a certain way, be a certain way, and that Mm. sexual conquest or domination of women Mm. is part of that man man box. For sure, Mm -hmm. yeah,
0: and speaking to that point, and I'm kind of embarrassed because I work with men's groups and I lead a men's group and I love men. I, 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 when I'm connected to men in an authentic way, I, I truly adore that feeling that I've been able to create in my own life. But one thing, and I'm embarrassed to say this too, is I started thinking about the things that could go wrong. I, I don't know for sure, but I assume our other two daughters are straight um, it's funny, like coming out, like um, if, we were doing, we if we were doing this right, everybody would have a coming out party, right? Not just yeah. a, like hetero. Like I had,
3: straight. Did, you, did you see the thing on TikTok where it was like, I don't remember. It was like, why, why is that the default? Yeah. And right. I wish it was just
2: something that like, you're like, oh, well, I actually, like you didn't have to come out about it. Like or it wasn't assumed that you're straight as a mm-hmm. default. Like that's yeah. why people feel kind of trapped because mm-hmm. they're not the default and obviously in like not even just sexuality like when you're different than other people you're obviously going to be like kind of nervous about it mm, yeah 100
0: so i my logical brain started thinking of things that could go wrong and you know we've sh- we've uh viewed all these documentaries at the library where it's like rape culture on college campuses and things like that and you know the one weird benefit is that you know i don't know what the statistics are but the amount of straight women that get uh, assaulted in college is quite high and the fact that JC's probably going to surround herself from different people, she's less likely for that to happen to her. And once again, I'm not proud of saying this, but that's one of the logical things in my brain like, well this this is a benefit, you know
1: yeah, and then we didn't have to worry about birth control. That was the other yeah. conversation. Congratulations. <laughs> so anyway, so <laughs> my let's God. right. I mean, that was one thing I said. I was like, this is because I'm I'm a sex ed educator. That's part of my work. And so I've been talking to my girls about, you know, sex education since they were little. And I know it's at nauseum and you guys get annoyed at me, but it's one of those things you think about where mm-hmm. I am raising three girls. You know, mm-hmm. the likelihood of them getting pregnant it. is yeah. a possibility and I want to make sure that they're aware. And and that was one thing I said to JC. I'm like, pregnancy. Um, so anyway, um, so let's, where are we? Did Edgar get a chance to tell his well, story? Were asking
0: about YouTubers and stuff like that.
1: Oh, that's right. So Grace, anybody that was influential to you?
2: Um, definitely um, my brother. Like, even though I didn't really like, because I, I kind of felt a little bit guilty telling him about being bi because it was kind of, like, I feel like my struggle is a lot less compared to his, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to kind of, like, take away from him, I guess, but I just him talking about relationships with girls was just, like, kind of... I just got more comfortable with it, and it wasn't like a, oh, my gosh, like, being with another girl was so weird. Like, it was mm-hmm. just, like, normal for me. Mm-hmm. And definitely same thing with jc like i thought this was like just like a normal thing but i always would watch like um like gay couples yeah. like guys and girls like yeah because they would talk about um just being in the community in general and something mm-hmm. everyone can benefit from yeah yeah
1: agreed agreed edgar
4: what about you well it's kind of the same thing as them i also was when i was well, not at little but when i like Take it serious. Um, I was watching also YouTube channels and everything. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: Do you guys feel like YouTube has been one of the... When I say YouTube, these the influencers that you watch, do you feel like that has had not just an impact on you, but how everybody responds to LGBTQ? Like, it just it seems so... I don't like the word normalized. Well, and What's they did
0: th- not grow up in the 70s and 80s, so you guys don't know this, but... It was not mainstream the way it is now. Now, there's still a long way that we have to go, but there was no YouTube. There was no role models that you guys can kind of model yourselves after. You know, if you were gay in the 70s or 80s, you were kind of alone, don't you think?
1: Well, no. It, depended on, it depends on... Oh, sorry. JC's phone.
3: We <laughs> we sorry. all decided
1: to turn our phones SOS. off. And so
0: far, and so
1: far two she have, have gone off.
3: I just let off. <laughs> <laughs> in SOS, I'm so sorry. I think that... <laughs>
1: Todd, what you're saying is that it's, the access wasn't as great, but I wouldn't say that people were entirely alone. I think people had well, access,
0: and you know, of course, they're not alone. There's there's gay people since the beginning of time, but they that access was non-existent. Yeah,
3: I think honestly, uh, TikTok has been super helpful for me, me. too. Like, I feel like TikTok is so gay. Like everything. Yeah. If you're on gay, well, gay I agree because yeah. I'm on TikTok. Especially because yes.
2: there's a lot of like. Like, I feel like on YouTube and on TikTok, like, if someone was talking about homophobia or talking about an experience with it or, like, not being accepted, accepting to the community, Mm -hmm. like, it was, like, everyone was just, like, what What? the heck? Like, that's awful. And it it kind of, like, indented in my mind so that when I met someone that was homophobic, actually, my ex-boyfriend was homophobic. That's why I broke up with him. Let's go. uh, When I found out, it was kind of just, like what the heck like people are like that still which is kind of like how i'm so like sheltered i guess and i'm thankful for that but it was just crazy
1: yeah that, mm. yeah how do you guys feel about like as far as community goes how do you guys feel about the the word queer like do you use that as the title like the umbrella term for the entire community or do you just prefer gay do you prefer lgbtq like just language what feels right to you edgar i'll start over here
4: well I'll I'll say it's like LGBTQ. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. Like as the umbrella, like the queer wouldn't be the umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I,
1: my brother hates that word. I like Interesting. Tell me why. See, this is the information I want because I, I would like to be using the terminology that is, that feels good
2: well it can be used like in a lot of different ways it can be used in like a good way like that doesn't seem like there's anything wrong with it and mm-hmm. i understand that like i didn't even know it was bad until he told me but i also have experienced like people use it in a bad way like mm-hmm. when there was this trend on tiktok where like you like dress up as a guy with your friends and walk around town and literally these like middle schoolers were like you and they, yeah. they said you queers and they meant it they didn't mean it in a good way. Like it's kind of like a slur. It was a slur hand. when I was growing up. For right. Sure. Yeah. So I like when he talks about it in a bad way, like it's like you just it's how you use it, I guess. But I just say LGBT plus like the plus mm-hmm. is just like Everybody. everything.
3: Yeah. What I, about you? What do you use? Chase? I think. Yeah, I, I use all the letters because I don't know cuz some people identify as queer so sometimes yeah. like I don't feel right using it cuz I don't necessarily know what that entails like if I'm like oh I'm queer like that could I I don't know what that means for the people who truly identify in that way and I feel like like Grace was saying the way you say it is yeah, really it's how important you use it. and I feel like it's kind of it was a slur back then and like the community took it back. So I feel like yeah, only the community it. is allowed to use it. That right. makes complete sense to me. Like that that's
1: kind of the thing is I was st- <clears throat> I was taught that queer was an umbrella term. But because I'm Gen-, Gen X and from the 80s, it doesn't feel that way when I use it. Meaning because of but the fact that the community is reclaiming it and saying this is our word. Mm-hmm. That makes complete yeah. sense to me. And so you guys all said different things. Um, LGBT or LGBT plus or LGBTQ plus do, right. or
3: LGBTQIA plus Right right so do you What's the IA? I got to get that down. Intersex and asexual I think.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. I thought yeah, yeah, that's why I just say I just say plus like I I should probably learn that because yeah. like obviously those are all included. Mm-hmm. Um but I just say plus cuz yeah. just anything.
4: Yeah. Same. Yeah, I just say plus cuz I didn't I don't even know. know what you yeah. said.
1: So. <laughs> well, and don't you guys feel like, I feel like the plus is, is wonderful because then that can keep growing. Exactly. These letters. Yeah, more letters. One thing that I have learned again from JC, from Maddie, from, you know, anyone who's willing to talk to me and my clients is that it's, it's not, it can't be encompassed with just these letters, meaning mm-hmm. everybody had, like you were saying before, Grace, like even sometimes the labels don't fit. It's yeah. it funny. I would just sent an article to everybody today about uh, Glennon and Abby, Glennon Doyle and Abby Wombeck who are married. The, an article came out in the New Yorker about them uh, today. They were actually speakers at our conference a few years ago, and There's a long, you know, portion of it where Glennon's saying, I just don't feel... I love this woman. Mm -hmm. This is my partner for life. But I just don't feel like I owe anybody an identity term. Yeah, exactly.
2: Like, I could be into someone else, like, some other time. But, like, I feel like I, like, could be Pan. Like, I just... I don't Mm -hmm. really care because i just love who i love Mm -hmm. you know
3: yeah i i honestly think the letters are more for the straight community to understand like i honestly think the fact that like okay that makes sense to me like you're under this category yeah and i i don't know i just think that when when people are like oh who do you identify like how do you identify and it's a valid question but i just feel like we're all fluid and if you end up you know like if you are pan if you like someone who's non-binary if you someday who knows fall in love with a girl like it's just like i don't know i just feel like if the label constricts you and that was scary for you at first so yeah yeah
0: i think that's a good point i think a lot of us straight people get nervous and we want to put a put you guys in a box so we can better understand you when it sounds like what you're saying is don't put us in a box just I'm here in front of you, Mm -hmm. are you gonna treat me any differently depending on what letters I choose to identify as, so.
1: Well, Well, and how many in like the past five years, how many of my girlfriends are now with women? Do you know what I mean? There's been so many of my friends and people I know professionally or personally who were married, you know, to men and then they had children and then they got divorced and now they're with women. So that's the other thing is that I always say to people when they're like, why are things changing and why are more people, you know, under this LGBTQ umbrella? And I'm like, they always have been. Mm -hmm. Exactly. They just didn't have the space to be able to speak it Mm. or the ability to feel as if they could be accepted by the culture. It's really not that new it's not like it's like
2: a trend that people are choosing to
3: (laughs) it's just not a choice no it's not a
4: choice whatsoever i just feel like nowadays now is everyone like more kind of like comfortable with it Mm -hmm. because like well grace said that if you're homophobic or something everyone just everyone just like you're canceled yeah you're canceled so
3: rightfully so like literally are you from like the 1800s like stop like stop like it's not that big of a deal and you know i feel like people and you know i feel like the reason it's such a big deal now is that like our sexuality is a big part of us in this part of our life but as we grow it's a little part of us and we're more than just you know our label exactly
0: um i'm in this coaching program and there's this uh, man that was in it a gay man and we have this thing called slack which is a way for us to communicate in the program and we were talking about you know, him being gay and he was very open and wanted to discuss it. And then, like, there's this long, like, thread of, you know, us straight people, like, talking about how we need to be so protective over this and all that. And he chimed in eventually. He's like, You guys, it's not that big of a deal. Like, <laughs> no. us straight people are making it and it's such a big deal. And he's like, it's, it's not nearly as big of a deal as you're making it sound. Whereas we kind of inflate it, I think.
1: Well, that that kind of goes to the next question, and again, I'll go this way. I'll start with Edgar. Like, is it annoying when people say you're brave, or is it like what when people are like, "Oh, Edgar, you're so brave." Are you like, shut up, or are you like, thank you? Like, what <laughs> what language is helpful in this situation?
4: Well, no one has told, called me brave, but I feel like I would be like, I
3: think you're brave.
4: I, so do I. <laughs> I feel like I would be like, not annoyed. Well, maybe annoyed because I feel like I see it like as something normal, like. I don't see anyone... I don't see us calling straight people, oh, my God, you're so brave, mm-hmm. so...
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: 100%. I I appreciate that. That's kind of why I had the question here because I really... I see people trying to overcompensate when, you know, the... You know, like, oh, you're so brave or I can't believe it or I can't believe you... You know, I couldn't do what you do and it's like, but you're not... Me-, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. a false comparison. Yeah. So So, girls, when someone says that to you, brave, what is that...
2: I don't get necessarily annoyed. I think it's sad that people, that it's seen as brave to just be who you are, I guess. And like, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't get annoyed. It's just like, why is that brave?
0: So let me be the counterpoint or like, let me be the devil's advocate because you all had to do something that most straight people don't have to do. So it takes courage. Yeah. And I'm guessing you were probably afraid and you stepped into that fear and did it. So I think that there's... In
3: the right context. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it depends on the situation. Like if someone that you're close to and like, let's say your family wasn't accepting and you came out anyway like that's brave like if you're afraid of yeah being rejected like, what is brave yeah what is brave it? but if it's like oh you identify as gay that is so brave like, like that's what? annoying i didn't like
2: wake up one day and say
3: i'm gonna be gay <laughs> <laughs> me neither, girl like like i don't know i just think in that context it depends on who you're talking to and in what way they are trying to express i don't know I think it Well, no, this
1: makes sense. And it leads into the next question is how much pressure do each of you feel to be activists for the LGBTQ plus? I'll use that as, you know, mm-hmm. LGBTQ plus community. Like, do you feel pressure to either be an outspoken advocate, um, you know, to support others? Like, how do you see your role in this community, if any?
2: Um, I would say that i def i don't really it's not like i feel pressure and it's like a bad thing and i get stressed out by it but i definitely feel like i need to use my voice because there's a lot of people that are scared to come up and talk about it because they'll be judged so i feel like i need to use my privilege Mm. i guess like that sounds stupid but i need to use like my privilege to make things known and people get annoyed at me like why do you post things on your instagram story like it's not going to do anything it's not that i think it's going to do anything it's just spreading awareness because i'll see something on someone's story and i'll be like oh i didn't know that was offensive i didn't know that i shouldn't really say that or think of that that way and it's more just like about awareness because knowledge and um education is key Mm -hmm. about this stuff
4: Yeah. yeah um sometimes no i don't think i feel pressured by it i just think that like the community should be like there for each other Mm -hmm. so i just like what i feel like Mm -hmm. i agree with grace like trying to like help people like to come out and stuff Mm -hmm. because right now like especially in high school like what i said earlier like no one like like i don't even know any like gay people i like, do know them but like i don't talk to them mm-hmm. and i just wish like we were just like together since we're going through the same thing we're having the same struggles so instead yeah. of just like hating on each other
3: yeah yes yes yeah.
1: exactly. so when you say hating on each other like being pitted against each other versus we are let's be in this together yeah 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 and, and then J C, what about you activism wise
3: Um, I think that I've definitely I feel pressure to know knowledge about everything like all the letters I feel like I should know all of them because I'm in that um, not I'm in that community and I feel like I should be supportive and be educated since I'm like I'm I'm you know in this community of people but um, I don't I mean I don't necessarily feel pressured to like well, it depends. It depends on the situation. I don't feel pressure to be like, yeah, this is what I believe everyone needs to, you know, listen and get educated. And I mean, I do believe that, but I don't feel pressure to do so. Yeah.
1: Well, and I kind of agree with, you know, Grace, you said you post things on your story and I know, um, JC does that sometimes too. And when someone says that's not going to make a difference, you have no idea who's seeing those posts and you have no idea whose life you're changing. One thing I wanted to share, and I think I've told JC this story and I'll summarize it and make it pretty short. But, um, you know, in college, a girlfriend of mine came out to me in a way questioning my sexuality, too, like saying she asked, you know, like, you know, are you really because I was dating someone at the time and she said, are you really into this person or what do you think? And for me, that was my first experience with being, you know, questioned by a girl. And and I have to say, again, I'm totally falling back onto my own generation. But it was hard for me because I was unsure. I was not educated, do you know right. what I mean? I did yeah. not have the information I needed. And this is what I need to admit. I did not handle it well. I was never covertly unkind, but she and I drifted apart. And mm-hmm. I it, it still is a pain in my heart. The blessing I had is six months later, one of my best friends, she was my pledge mom in my sorority, she came out and she came over to my apartment. Um, I was living in Chicago at the time and she sat with me from like... 8 p.m. until 5 in the morning and just told me her whole story and let me ask all sorts of stupid questions, like an uneducated, you know, it, I, it, all the things that maybe I was told yeah. when I was young that weren't true. She just allowed me to ask all these questions. And I was literally internally transformed after that day. Like I exactly. became a different person, mm-hmm. um, not only because she loved and trusted me, And Mm -hmm, she is still one of my inspirations. I told her I was going to talk about her on this show. Um, She's married and she lives in California. Um, I just love her so much. But why I'm saying this to you guys is because she made me an ally and an advocate. Do you know what I mean? Because so even people that you think, because let me back up and say this friend of mine that I was, that I did not handle it well. She had told my pledge mom, she may not handle it well. So there was already some thought that I would not be Receptive, yeah. um, but you being yourselves and posting things and talking about your life, you change people. And I just want you guys to know that, like every day, when you go out in the world, and I'm not even gonna call it brave. You're just being, you know, because I'm not gonna use yeah. that word right. Now, but you are being who you are, and you make everyone else better. So yeah. just, I just wanted to share that story because I was thinking about how you have no idea who yeah. you've changed.
2: I under, And I understand, like, not everyone has the privilege of education about this and may be like you in that situation. And I'm not, like, saying, oh, it's all your fault, but it's more of if you are, like, with someone or you're communicating with someone that is, I guess, uneducated about this, I it's important that you make an attempt to educate them, yes. but... If th- when it gets to a point where they are not listening and they're not making you feel good about yourself, then I completely understand where you'd
1: say bye. Mm. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, And a that's a beautiful point, too, because the balance of the two, it is not like, let me say for everything I just said to you and giving you all these kudos, it is also not your job
2: exactly. to change
1: people's minds. Mm-hmm. So there is this, you know, Todd and I talk on this show about this gray place that it's not a binary of you either educate or you don't, or it's right or wrong. It's this place in between is if somebody is asking questions and you trust them and you you care about them, you have the opportunity to, you know, to to connect in that place of you educating them. But if somebody is being a contrarian and is toxic in your life, yep. forget about it. That is not your job. <laughs> you know, it oh, sounds yeah. like all, it looks like all of you have had that experience oh, just yeah. from your face.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so we get about, I don't know, give or take about 8,000 people that listen to the show. And I'm guessing that there are probably some parents out there who have gay children and there's probably some kids out there that might be listening too, so let's start with this. If you guys can give any advice to the kids out there who have not yet had that conversation with the people that they feel like they wanna share that information with, what advice would you give?
3: Um, I think one thing I'd say for, specifically for coming out, not for, um, like just for that instance of it, uh, you're going to come out when you're ready. I think that everyone has it. Everybody has a different story, and you shouldn't have to. That was something I had issues with. Like, it shouldn't be the same as your friend. Um, so, whenever you choose is the right way to do it. And I don't think you should be questioning um, is it right or is it wrong? The way you do it is the right way. Mm. So,
2: right. What I, about you guys? I definitely say <laughs> have um, a lot of. I guess respect and give a lot of slack um, to your kids like I wouldn't set being straight as a default and I wouldn't but I also wouldn't like try to force them into identifying as something with labels and everything Mm -hmm. but I know I've heard a lot of adults say like oh you can't already know who you are that young you can't already know like if you're gay or not but it's also like respect their journey Mm -hmm. and they're gonna think there's something and then think there's something else and I just say like be super what's the word like just be accepting that it's something that they like they can't control it's not like they Mm -hmm. chose it yeah and i don't know i just
0: edgar any advice for the kids or the parents
4: uh for the kids i would say to be patient with (laughs) the parents Mm because i wasn't like i I don't know what patient means (laughs) so (laughs) it was really hard for me to like also like be patient with my mom mm-hmm. so yeah
1: yeah and when you say be patient meaning allow her the space to to be accepting
4: yeah to process like the to whole
1: process thing. because a yeah. lot of times and again you know parents this is not just with sexuality you guys but parents sometimes they have children and they create dreams about their children in their head yeah And they forget that their children are separate from them, that they're going to have their own dreams. And so this can come, this can be about sports, this can be about grades, all of a sudden parents start to impose what they think their children should do and be. And so when that dream, and I'm putting that in quotes, is altered, it may take parents some time, like your your mom, Edgar, you know, like where she had to reconfigure. So I have another question, because we didn't really discuss this. Was religion an issue in like, for any of you? I mean, I know you because, but you know, did religion play a role in your life or your mother's life that changed her thinking?
4: For me, it did, cause when I was little, I used to live in Mexico and I went to a private school and it was a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was in fifth grade and they were like, "Yeah, like gay people are from the devil. They're not like they were telling us that." But like, mm-hmm. I guess since I was little, I didn't really care about it. Like, mm. I just don't care. You should see his big smile. He's so sweet. <laughs> but I know that doesn't some even people... Say
3: that. I literally... It I'm do- oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go I know
4: ahead. that some people, like, would, like, care about it. Like, some kids would take it, like, serious. Like, oh, I'm from the, like... I'm not, like, from... Like, I'm gonna go to hell or something like that.
1: Yeah. I'm glad you know better than that. Well, we're just, talking, really, We're talking about not, religious
3: it, things. So, yeah.
2: I'm not... I'm not religious. My family, did, we don't really go to church. But I have been friends and been in relationships with religious people and even seen it on tiktok where they use it as an excuse for their homophobia and it doesn't even say in the bible directly that all gay people should go to hell it does not say anything like that and i think a lot of it is just like some random stuff like people made up that it says but it doesn't even say it they're just taking things out of context yeah because really it goes against everything christianity follows being homophobic and not being accepting of gay people because aren't you supposed to love all yeah and um because we're all god's children i guess yeah (laughs) i'm not religious i'm just saying like (laughs) it just goes against the values and it's really hypocritical
3: i agree i think when people start using scripture and alternating it in the way that makes sense to them it's really it's it's very very ignorant yes it's so it's just like I I don't know. I just feel that it's very, um, it's for them to feel comfortable um, when people like bring the religion card. I'm like you need yeah. to not. Well,
1: to to you know Grace's point about the the scripture or you know what is taught, it's also putting the scripture in a hierarchy that yeah. this is more important than this when really the the, the essential teaching is loving everyone, respecting everyone and exactly. the essential humanity yeah. of all people. So if we really want to believe in something, it's that's the hierarchy, exactly. you know, of love yeah. for all. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so yes.
0: Yeah. All right. So we're 48 minutes in or 49. Do we have any li- lingering questions, my sweetheart? Well, what didn't we ask?
1: What what is something that maybe you came here and you you know, this the specific questions or something you guys have a story or something,
3: right? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, tell us a story. It's it's actually a sad story. It's yeah. one of the first times we all well, not all. It was more I think it was more directed towards Edgar. Yeah. Um where we were witness homophobia for the first time together. Or for me, um, I think. And we were <laughs> It's so bad. We were eating down, uh, like, on the south side of the um, town, and we were uh, eating, and a couple of guys came in, and we don't particularly like this group of people. No. Uh, not at all. Even before this experience. Yeah, no. We Well, they were in our math class, actually. A couple of them were. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. And we knew these guys, and we were eating, and we noticed them, like, you know, like You're looking scary. at us, like yelling at us, and it was like n- nothing scary. We were just like, there's being annoying, so we got up and left. And we noticed that they followed us. And we were walk. I don't particularly remember how we it happened. were
2: walking across the parking lot to where the prairie path is, which is like, low, like the like. Yeah. Prairie path is like a hiking trail basically yeah. for where we live, and we were walking like away from the parking lot, and they drove past us. And threw their cups at us, and then they said, "F word."
3: The F word. The slur. Yeah. To Edgar. Oh, got it. Yeah. And Grace picked up the cup and <laughs> threw it back <laughs> at them. Yeah. And the whole time home, we were like holding each other, and we're just like, "Guys, you know what? We love like we love each other." Like we were very like comforting, and it was like you know, and we weren't necessarily scared. We didn't. We, it wasn't like we were crying after. It was just like kind of an altering. Um, Moment, I it think. kind of
2: put us, I, it kind of put me personally in my place because I never experienced something like that before or seen it. Yeah. And Neither. I was like, oh, like this is, this actually happens. And I know that if they knew that we were telling the story, they'd definitely be like, oh, it's just a word. We were just joking around. Yeah. But it's, it's not just a word. No. And if it was just a word, you'd understand that you just can't say it. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a word you just can't say.
4: Yeah edgar what was that like for you um well at the beginning i did care but Mm -hmm. like i said since i was little i just didn't care like what people told me or said to me so like after like a day i just like didn't think about it Mm -hmm. yeah
1: was that the first time you had heard that had been thrown at you that word
4: yeah and then the thing is that the other reason why i didn't care is because i knew they wouldn't have because right when they did that they just like left yeah, so I like I saw them in school, and I knew they weren't gonna say it to me in per, like face to face, well, because so. they were
3: in a big group, yeah, and just like targeting the little guy. and like they're like whatever talk. And I
2: feel like i've this is something I've been thinking a lot about this year that when people use slurs like that and are homophobic, I think I kind of can tell that they probably have a lot of, internalize homophobia and are questioning themselves and taking yeah. it out on others that are comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And I
3: just think that's really interesting. So true. The, the people who are the most offensive are probably questioning. Yeah,
2: I just, because I like someone I used to be in a relationship with would always get so uncomfortable by seeing like an openly gay guy and would get so uncomfortable. It's like, why are you uncomfortable? Why does yeah. this... Rust, rustle rustle your feathers so much there has to be something going on inside that is hurting you so personally.
1: Yeah. Scaring you about your own identity. Yeah. Yeah. I I would tend to agree with that. Yeah. Um so well thank you for sharing that because I know that what like you said it wasn't like a happy memory but I will also say that words do hold energy. They, I always quote Maya Angelou who said that words are things yes. and they get into you and they get into your carpet and they get into the walls and words mm-hmm. are painful. And we have to be really thoughtful about our words and what we choose. And the only thing that we can pull out of an experience like that, that was hard for everybody, is that you know that, you know, beyond sexuality, that words really affect people, mm-hmm. which is why it, part of the reason Todd and I wanted to do this show and you guys have helped us so much is language, what language is supportive, what language is kind of annoying, what, what you know, w- the more we can be um, educated. And again, this gets into, you know, we learned a ton we at our um, conference last year, not 220 because we couldn't do it. Or no, we did it in 220. It was in February of last year. We actually had a, a transgender non-binary panel. Um, where, you know, teens and adults, and what was so great about it was asking these kind of questions is, you know, how do we discuss pronouns? Should we ask pronouns? Like, this is the information that people need. If we're in a trusting environment, again, it's not always, I'm not saying go out there, you guys, and educate everybody. I'm just saying, in a trusting environment, this is how we start to respect each other, Mm -hmm.
0: right? Well, and we interviewed this lady named Nancy, like, Nancy Mullen, six or seven years ago on the podcast, (laughs) and she's from Youth Outlook, and I during the interview and this tells you how how much I still got a ton to learn, but on that podcast I kept on referring to her and her community as homosexual, and she's like, "Why do you keep using that word?" And I honestly am like, "What word do you want me to use?" She's like, "Gay." I'm like, "Oh, well, isn't that the same thing?" She's like, "No, it's not." She's like, "Homosexual is like a clinical word that happens yeah, in that's hospitals." Such
3: an old term. I know it's like a I don't like homosexual. It's, it's such a I don't want to say gross, but it's not a good term. It's just really outdated. And my thing is, is
0: I didn't know better because I didn't do the work to understand who we were interviewing that day or I didn't do the work to understand this whole other culture of people that I, you know, it's hidden from me as a white straight guy who went into college and it was in a fraternity. Like it's it's not hidden,
1: but there was not you were not um, privy, like you were yeah, not it wasn't, exposed.
0: It was not part of something that I was exposed to very often yeah. at all at college. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that's just one example of my ignorance. And I still have a, a ton more to learn. And I'm hoping to keep, continue to do that. But, um, you know, but until we know better, you know, those those kids who threw that slur at you, they're afraid and they they don't. I was going to say they don't know better, but that's not true. They, they, they are put in this man box from the time that they're given a toy when they're two years old. Mm -hmm. And it's this, um, it's this story that is told to many of us about what it means to be a man. And I'm, I found myself when you guys are telling the story, angry and sad at those young men. And I can totally see how it happens. Mm -hmm. So, yeah.
1: And why we need to do some work to change it, not just you guys, but us as parents, like how yeah. we raise our kids with different kind of gender norms, yeah. you know, like, like to really question why we're giving this toy or why we're saying this or why exactly. we're saying to our daughters, do you have a boyfriend or why we're saying to our sons, do you have a girlfriend? Because that may not be mm-hmm. the identification. And, and can I just say this for a second to totally off topic? I was watching. Did you guys watch um, Framing Britney Spears on Hulu yes. yet? Okay. So the grossest part of that show, there were so many gross parts, but was when Ed McMahon from Star Search is talking to Britney Spears, who at the time is like nine or 10. And he starts asking her about, she's just sung her heart out, sang her heart out? How do you say it? Sung? Sure. And it was so beautiful. And all he could ask her was, do you have a boyfriend? Do you like boys? What about me? What about?" And he's like an old man. And that is how we. Do you know what I mean? Like we're yeah. so interested in partnership. That's a and whole nother con- Isn't it? World Should
2: and conversation. Let's talk yeah. about
1: it. Should we have you guys back to discuss yes, that? Yes, I think
3: so. Oh uh, yeah,
1: I think so. I know. Part so two. basically, those are the kind of when we talk about parenting and what obviously these three have taught us so much. But it's also about thinking about what you're saying to your kids and why. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it, maybe keeping it open as far as either not asking that question when they're 8 years old and allowing them to have those experiences and growth on their own or at least keeping it gender neutral you know yeah oh
2: yeah
4: for because yeah, sure. for me so when I'm um, my coming out story my dad doesn't live with us mm-hmm. so um it took me I recently told him like it was like oh. a year ago it was right. like not even a year ago it was like months ago i didn't know that and because, like, since I was little, he would be like, oh, so, like, well, you said, like, do you like girls or, do you have a girlfriend? And he, like, every time, he, like, I would call him, he would, like, ask me that mm. until one day I was actually having breakfast with JC. And then I was like, oh, and, like, I'm having breakfast with my friend. And then he's like, oh, like, is it a date? And I was like, no. And then that's when I told him, like, I don't like girls. And then he's like, why? Guys are supposed to like girls. Mm-hmm. And, then- mm-hmm. and you said to him. I was, I didn't even have time to answer because he like changed the topic.
0: Yeah. Because he was terrified on your response. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Yes. But
1: I'm glad you were able to do that. Sounds like it was really
3: recent. So yeah, it was.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. That's so, that's, that's great.
0: Anything else before we sign off? Anything else that you guys wanted to make sure that you said, or we asked or anything? Check Mm -hmm. in, check in with yourself.
3: Oh, I don't think so.
1: Okay. Well, I think, you know, obviously, J.C.'s my daughter, so I think she's fantastic. But I'm so glad that both of you are her friend, be- her Aww. her friends, uh, because she talks about you all the time and you've been such a support system to her. So I'm just so grateful to both of you just for being good people and being her friends.
0: Well, and I will say J.C. lights up whenever she even thinks about you two. I don't know. There's something going on with the three of you. Um, she, her whole face just gets bright. And- smiley and laughy how did you guys meet i don't even know i forget math class what <laughs> yeah. grade
3: um, uh sophomore year we yeah. are when we met each other it was like it was very subtle because i knew grace cuz we we went to middle school together and yeah. we like we were like she's we like, just weren't JC. I remember you were like hi, and Edgar's like,
4: yeah. (laughs) Edgar
2: (laughs) hated me. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, yeah. I
4: don't like Grace. I only only like JC.
3: Yeah, because I have such a loud mouth.
4: Yeah, so and then Grace made
3: our class, dude. Like the reason it was so fun because of this. Yeah, because
4: she's so loud, so everyone would just like laugh at us.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. we would like so. There's sorry, this is so dumb. There's this little
2: little pet there's a class pet there's a there's a class pet it was a
3: stuffed monkey
2: and we thought it was really fun we're like
3: miss k can we have the class pet for today and the class pet would sit by us and then one time grace
2: like threw it in the middle of class like and it hit the ceiling and it hit the desk of this girl that really did not like me
3: probably for the same reason edgar didn't but But it was funny and we just hit it off and ever since then it's just been great i'm so
2: glad that like
3: we're really open
2: to each other about this stuff Mm -hmm. because i feel like um with like maybe my other friends i haven't not because they haven't done anything wrong or like made me feel uncomfortable but i just feel like we have a different i guess safe space or like environment that i feel super comfortable talking about this stuff with you guys yeah
3: which i'm thankful for me too yeah because i feel like when we're with uh, when you're with your friends or with i'm with mine it's like Uh, for me personally, I feel like I've got to like fight for my voice a little bit more and, or when I bring it up, it's like, okay, moving on. And it's, you know, I feel like I have to turn,
2: I kind of turn off that part of my brain Me too. when I'm with them.
3: And so when we're together, it's like, there's no explaining. It's like, oh, this happened. Great. Move on. Like, it's like more you're not like making things awkward it's like yeah. it just is yeah yeah so we have that space. comfort and love
1: that's what it's all about and i'm sorry you guys didn't get a normal or typical senior year i hope um, you found some of your own experiences in this very different year because and again yeah. talk about a parent dream like just about you having and i don't even know it, just having to make you know Being able to have an experience that most other kids do senior year. Mm -hmm. But I also believe that maybe this experience will lead you guys in a direction that maybe you would have never been in before. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you've learned a lot.
3: For sure. I agree. Definitely. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening and for. Edgar, Grace, JC, thank you so much. Of course. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll have you guys on again sometime. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that gender discussion.
0: Yes. All right, uh, I'll catch you guys next week. Adios.
1: Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And feel free to leave a five-star review. It helps people find us.
0: The best part of what we do is getting to spend time with our listeners in an awesome community of parents who have come together over at Team Zen. Team Zen is a great opportunity to connect as much as you want with a group of like-minded parents, and you'll even get exclusive content from Kathy and me. Find out more about Team Zen on our site, zenparentingradio.com.
1: We know your inbox needs more hopeful and helpful info, so sign up for the Zen Parenting Moment. Two times a week, you'll receive a quick read that will boost your day and improve your outlook. Sign up at ZenParentingRadio.com.
0: While men and women, moms and dads, parents and non parents are all welcome here at ZPR, we know most of our followers are female and moms. So today we're shouting out an opportunity that's just for the guys. Men Living creates opportunities for men to gather together to give and get support and build friendship. I am one of the founders of the group, and you'll find me every week helping facilitate our virtual meeting on Wednesday nights at 730. Interested or want to share the details with someone you love? You can find the Zoom link at menliving.org.
1: Ready for a Gen X view of personal growth? Join us for Pop Culturing, our podcast filled with humor, fun, and a characteristic emphasis on self-awareness as we explore movies, TV, and pop culture.
0: And don't forget, I coach guys, so if you're interested, head on over to ToddAdamsCoaching.com and schedule a one-on-one session. First session is free. Finally, I want to give a special thanks to our founding partner, Jeremy Kraft. He's a bald head of beauty, and the company he has is Avid. They do painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area. Go to avidco.net or give them a call at 630-956-1800. Thanks for all your love and support, and keep on trucking.